Welcome to the Podcast Connector. I'm Christina Rice, and I'm here with my co-hosts, Kelly Scott and Kelsey Goldstein. We run the Podcast Connector, a service that connects podcast hosts and aligned guests, like a dating service for podcasts. Each week, we'll bring you behind-the-scenes stories and tips about the podcasting world, while also introducing you to some amazing people in health, entrepreneurship, spirituality, and personal development. If you'd like to get booked on podcasts or get connected with aligned guests, head to thepodcastconnector.com. And don't forget to connect with us on Instagram at thepodcastconnector. Let's dive in. So I have a question for you. Kelsey, what was the first podcast you ever listened to? Oh my gosh. I I instantly knew mine. Okay, you go first. I have to stew on this. Instantly knew mine. Cereal. That's what got me hooked. I don't know if you listened to it, but like, I feel like this is when podcasts just started becoming a thing. And a lot of it had to do with this podcast, but it was basically, I'm sure everyone knows about like the, the murder that happened about like Adnan and I forget all the other details, but it was just like a murder mystery basically. And uh, the whole season was like so good. And that's what got me hooked. And then I started diving into other podcasts. It also helped at the time I had like a, a my first bad brain injury. So like, I couldn't look at screens. So I was like, what the hell am I supposed to do with my time? And so that's when I discovered <laughs> podcasting. And I was like, oh, this is cool. And so me from too. Then on, fucked. That's funny. I actually got really bad vertigo, like crippling vertigo after an accident. And they were like, well, you can't watch TV. You can't read. You can't go outside. That's too strenuous <laughs> on your eyes. I'm like, well, what can I even do? So I just started listening to podcasts. That's podcasts. funny. I though was a nerd right away. And I started listening to like the hardcore health sciencey stuff. So I think model health show was my first one. Yeah. He was one of my first ones too. Mm-hmm. It's funny because cereal, I feel like cereal, do you remember what year that was that you started listening to it? Because I feel like it got really big after I had been listening to shows for a while. Probably. I think it was like 2014, 14, 15. And so it was probably like towards the beginning of them starting to get big um mm-hmm. yeah because then I remember I found a lot of podcasts right after that that were like already good too that I just didn't know about because I didn't know what podcasting was when did you start listening to more like health or personal development stuff for me that was probably a good like six months after because I didn't get into health until again like probably a year after my brain injury and so that's when I like started getting into, nu- into nutrition and like learned all about nutrition through podcasts that way. Um, so I, before that, didn't even like listen to nerdy stuff besides <laughs> obscure random things that had nothing to do with health or anything. I've never listened to any of the murder. I feel like there are so many murder mystery podcasts. Oh, I those were taken off for a while. Yeah. yeah. You guys heard of the podcast yeah. lore? Now that I think about it, it's one that I really got into early on, but it's like basically ghost stories and all these stories about mythological things. And it's really creepy, but, um, (laughs) it's done really well. The, uh, the host is an actual author Hmm. of a book that talks about this kind of stuff. So it's like, kind of like the origins of where vampire lore came from and he goes into the history, but it's also kind of spooky. So that was a fun one. That wasn't really sciencey. That kind of got me in the door, I think. Like that reminds that. me of this class I took in college called American Folklore. It was <laughs> legit. <laughs> Everyone has one of those classes <laughs> in their curricula. So cool. <laughs> it, it was really fun. It was just literally about like folklore. 
Yeah. And it like makes you think about all of these different stories we have now and how they came from very, like, very dark stories originally and how, you know, Disney reframed things and, and made it their own. And it was just very interesting to learn, to learn about that. But that also reminds me of, have you heard, I think it's called ghost stories. I think it's, it's like hinges. Is it hinges podcast or is it bumble? It's like a dating apps podcast. They started, it's called ghost stories. Oh, that's funny. I get it. Okay. It took me a second. Yeah. And <sighs> it's, they bring on people. I only listened to the first couple episodes when they first started and then I got bored, but <laughs> They bring on people who met through Hinge. And I remember one of the first ones I listened to, it was like, or like people who were ghosted and they brought them together. I'm like, oh. why did you ghost this person? So <laughs> I feel like they used to do that on the radio when I was in high school. Like we're going to call the, the boy that ghosted you on your third date. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. That's like That's so bloopers. funny. Did you ever... Did you listen to that Ryan Seacrest show where he would like, was it Ryan Seacrest or somebody else? Somebody would call someone, they'd pr- play pranks on people every morning at like 7.45. Yeah, and I love them. Stay in the car and wait for it to be done. Before I would go into school at eight, I was like, I have to hear the end of this. I have to hear <laughs> them find out that it's a prank. What a weird thing that we, like, isn't that weird so, thinking about it? That's now? so weird. Like radio shows in general, thinking back, like how they would like call random people and like deal with their it's problems. Like now that's such I'm a like, violation and no one's going to answer. It's no. going to go straight to space. That's so wild. Did people listen to radio anymore? I don't know. With like Spotify? I personally have not in so Like with long. Spotify and podcasts and streaming. No so, yeah, it's sad. I mean, I don't know anyone who listens to it. I'm sure other people who like don't maybe have access to like Spotify and all of that, but I I hate I hate the radio so much. You know what? It's sad because <laughs> I remember I got really into Spotify in college and I would go to parties and everyone knew all the top 40 songs that I was just going along with it. Like I had no idea what any of the popular songs were anymore. And it was straight up embarrassing. <laughs> that's but true. That's our society is I I never know what like new music is because I just listened to my playlist from forever ago. <laughs> and all through college, months. I felt the same way. I was listening to music I liked in high school and then I had no idea it was updated anymore. Yeah, it's... I know. I never know, especially now that we're like quote unquote old and like the youngins <laughs> are the it. ones that pick the music. We're like, not old. Are you kidding? I'm basically almost old. <laughs> <laughs> I'm basically old. I'm barely I'm old. entering <laughs> my late mid 20s. <laughs> <laughs> the late mid-20s man <laughs> the quarter of life crisis oh my god oh my god yeah well most people don't know how old we really are I well, everyone no, knows how old i am <laughs> yeah late mid-20s i saw a tiktok today that my sister sent me that was like this will make you feel old and it was like all of these things that are no are like no longer being made and like one of them do you remember what's like the tricks yogurt that was like bright pink <laughs> yeah, and blue I was just talking to my brother about that I'm like that was, was so this a good. dream or did I have oh. really vibrant yogurt every day as a child <laughs> they stopped making that eight years ago do you remember what? the colored ketchups <laughs> Yeah, yeah, the colored ketchup. There was a phase of like green and purple, purple ketchup. The purple I play ketchup. a game because I feel oh, like I remember that. Half the people I ask don't ever remember any account of this ever happening, and they make me think I'm crazy. <laughs> and the other half's like, "Yes, yeah, <laughs> yeah they were so good." But Do you remember horrible. cereal straws? Did you ever use those? They were love them. Yeah, straws made out of cereal, and you would drink milk and then eat it. <laughs> Marketing is scary. Scary. This is unacceptable anymore for that. Imagine those things being. I mean, I'm sure there are for some places, but like 
people just know now like you can't put that shit on your body <laughs> Wait, why is it bright blue french oh, toast sticks and like literally uh, like what are those pop tart pastry things but they were the strudels toaster strudels. Toaster, strudels. toaster strudels i lived off of those i had at least so one good to two oh, how was i not dead <laughs> uh, yeah was- i mean i look at all the things i used to eat and i don't know how what i mean i basically the- did die <laughs> because i mean yeah, that's true <laughs> what was the worst snack or food like that you ate on the regular that you like nowadays would be like what the hell you mean like the the least healthy least healthy or just like totally like what in the world why would I eat that type of thing I mean I was a straight up candy hoe so like every single day I would eat those starburst jelly bellies (laughs) oh sick that would give me a stomach ache yeah that's why I I was a big sugar now I ate so much so much crap but I think two things that I shudder at now I used to eat Nesquik just the powder by the spoon <gasps> I used to also I used to also eat I can't believe it's not butter the tub just by the spoon <gasps> and then, <laughs> and then <laughs> I'm so embarrassed for not really honestly no wonder I was so fucked up but like <laughs> then I used to eat so one of my favorite things to make for myself is I would toast a bagel and I would so I toast a bagel. I, I put one layer of butter on it. Then I would put a layer of that thick cream cheese, like that really thick mm-hmm. cream on top of the butter. And then I would melt like the the shredded cheese on it in the toaster oven. So it was like this multi-layered. That sounds phenomenal. <laughs> it was really good, but I'm like, what? You look really proud of yourself. I mean, it's kind of artistic. <laughs> I mean, I mean took I've got a recipe day. development. Yeah, this, I mean, that's yeah. true. That's where it that's started, so I guess. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the tub of butter though that that gets me it was gross it was i don't know why i did that i had really weird taste buds yeah. as it the nesquik powder sounds like it could have been a cinnamon challenge where things went really wrong wow, and you like so. screwed up your yeah, life i would just and i had a friend i had a friend who i would we would just sit there and eat it wow <laughs> oh, that's probably gonna be chalky but the weirdest thing I used to do and I did this until I was 21 so this seemed that long ago (laughs) are you Um, sure you want to (laughs) share I don't think it's that weird because it's just something I did throughout my life but like I would take a spoonful of peanut butter and then dip it into a huge spoonful of fluff and just eat oh oh, I still do that (laughs) oh good well fluff the fluff combo Mm. okay literally I got I got my boyfriend into fluffernutters and we like for like three months all we would eat were I got gluten-free uh-huh. gluten-free bread and <laughs> we would just eat <laughs> we would just eat that he's like he had never heard of it before I'm like your life is about to change oh my Are gosh this was me? exactly so me with my boyfriend so when COVID started in Boston they made it a rule that you have to buy food wherever you go to get drinks which <laughs> When you're like with your friends and you're going place to place, it's really hard. Mm. You can't just keep ordering entrees. Like, what do you do? And so the only place that we knew to go that had something reasonably affordable was this place that had, you could buy $1 fluffernutters with your- Really? (laughs) Yeah. So it became a really bad habit. We would go there every time we were downtown. So we would always get fluffernutters. And I mean, it was kind of a genius move on their part. Wait, did you eat them? unfortunately and let's just say i don't do well with or sugars <laughs> yeah i was gonna say i thought i thought you were that gf lifestyle you know i'm yeah. supposed to be but 
<laughs> when you're offering dollar fluffer nutters, what do you expect? Oh my god! <laughs> if I if I was on death row and they asked me what my last meal would be, a fluffer nutter would be on that menu. <laughs> menu, like a chicken. Yeah, it would be, be like a, a it'd be a five course thing, but fluffer nutter would be the starter. I so feel like good. I've had this that conversation so many times. Like whenever I'm meeting someone new, I always ask them that question. I used to always ask that question on first dates, just to, to that's judge a good one. Yeah, you know? I used to be on my Hinge <laughs> profile. It would be like I think that was like one of the prompts. I was like, "What would you eat your so last meal?" And that was my main one. And I were there always... enough characters? <laughs> there was not. I had to simplify it, so it really didn't fully encompass my whole personality. Hmm. Um, that's but... unfortunate. It is unfortunate, but it worked out in the end, I suppose. <laughs> how, did, how did we get here? Where did we start? How did Speaking we of here? when we were younger. <laughs> when we were younger. <laughs> well, we all know did a lot going. of crazy shit. And we all know Christina lived that. That <laughs> LA party me. scene lifestyle for a while there. If by party scene, you mean meditation circles. Yes, that was, yeah. that was my I feel like that, that qualifies in LA. Um <laughs> Yeah. When I was younger, like <laughs> five years ago. <laughs> yeah, we're in our mid to late teens like or mid to late twenties now. We're old. Yeah, it's a it's a different culture. There's like I've been thinking about this a lot. I'm go- I mean, I'm going up to LA for like two days next week. I love LA for so many reasons, and there are also so many things I don't like about it. <clears throat> um like the energy is just interesting like I feel like in LA I was saying this to my friend I'm like I've met like some of the best people I've ever met before there are such amazing people like really cool people and they're also just a shit ton of not high vibe people like just people who are not not very nice not very genuine not very authentic so there's just a big a big mixture and it's definitely a different a different way of life and I feel like you're just so in a bubble. You're just so in a bubble. You think that everybody in the world doesn't eat, like nobody eats gluten, nobody eats dairy. Like people (laughs) walk around with, you know, those toe shoes. Like that's just like, everybody drinks bulletproof coffee. Like that's just how it feels. (laughs) That sounds horrifying, but at the same time, I long for that. (laughs) Like, yeah, it was really bad for my, I was thinking about this the other day. I spent so much money on food because there were just too many, quote healthy options like I would just go out all the time because the food was so good and there were so many clean options like the number of vegan ice cream places paleo vegan ice cream places just like unreal and it definitely was a big a big dent in in my wallet and it was (laughs) but the thing is it it's a really I mean, it was a really good place for podcasting. That was one of the things that when I moved away, I was a little nervous about. I'm like, am I going to become irrelevant? And I'm like, honestly, probably it's fine. (laughs) (laughs) But there's something to living in LA, right? Because everybody is like traveling there. Um, I used to have so many podcast guests in person. I mean, obviously it's different right now, but because people would be traveling through and then I had an excuse to connect and I would, you know, be networking and be at different events and parties and meet so many people you just meet people because they're all there and there's such a like click culture I suppose it's it's I mean it's a great place for for connecting with people and I think that a lot of the opportunities I got early on were a function of being in the right place at that time you know because otherwise it wouldn't have like if I 
lived somewhere else, people wouldn't be randomly traveling through or like when everybody's just concentrated, there, living there and you keep seeing the same people everywhere. You just start to <clears throat> meet each other, you know? Yeah. It really sounds like the hub even now when, you know, we're corresponding with people that are interested in connecting with Christina, it's always like, when are you going to be in LA next? Because that's where everybody mm-hmm. goes or is, but I can yeah, and I, I like, I feel like I like it better now, not living there and driving up because to me, it's like, <clears throat> it takes me the same amount of time to drive from where I live now to LA as it did when I lived in Santa Monica to get to West Hollywood, you know? So it's, crazy. it's, it's not a big, it's not a, big ordeal for me like it only takes me like an hour and a half to get to LA which is like getting from west side to east side and I feel like you also were there in prime time because like a lot of people now are starting to move there's a mass exodus yeah yeah and even out of California but especially LA especially in the health world they're starting to realize like health like spirituality was so like low vibe people and like a lot of you know like Hollywood and all of that that's like just a different mentality that people are starting to relocate a lot of people are going to San Diego Austin Colorado so it's definitely especially now Mm -hmm. with like COVID everyone's like more like okay let's there's no point in like being in LA as much raise your hand if you've moved during COVID (laughs) literally all of us um (laughs) twice twice you're a record setter when it comes to moving (laughs) This last, this last year was crazy. Like I can't even, I'm exhausted. I'm like, I don't want to move again. I mean, I don't plan to move again. I'm manifesting manifesting a vacation home. I'm manifesting a vacation home by the end of this year. We'll see. Yes. We'll see if it's in alignment for me. But when, I mean, when I left LA, I was so, I'm talking to my friend about this because she's moving out right now. She's been there forever. And she's like, it's hard to describe my feeling because I know what I'm ready to go. And I was like, it's FOMO. It's like you Mm -hmm. are addicted to this FOMO feeling when you're in LA. You're like, I'm going to miss all of this. I'm going to miss out. And it's like, I think a lot of people realized being in LA during quarantine that when they don't have all the things to go to or like when Erewhon's closed, uh, I don't really like it here that much. (laughs) This is such a big topic of conversation, the Erewhon. Oh my God. Last night, my friend, she was driving back from uh, LA. She dropped me up some, she brought me some air one. Oh it was God, so good. cauliflower. <laughs> Happy yeah. for you. Yeah. She was like, what do you want? And I was like, in order of importance. And I gave her this list of a bunch <laughs> of things because you never know what they're going to have there. Um, but anyway, when I was first moving, when I was moving out to San Diego, I remember telling my, my um, acupuncturist, at the time and she works with a lot of she's works with a lot of like celebrities she just like knows everybody and she was she told me she was like you're my and I saw her like on a Friday afternoon and this woman just like work, like all day she's seeing people she's like you're my 17th client this week that's telling me they're leaving LA wow Dang. yeah and I was like wow that's a lot you know like it was uh so I felt like there was a big exodus at that period too people are just feeling I mean people in general are just feeling the need to relocate right, right now mm-hmm. and, and slow down the, and <laughs> yeah and all of the yeah. air pollution I mean it's just like heavy it's toxic energy, literally all that I feel like yeah. everyone so, I know that's moved to LA has stayed there for maybe a few years before deciding to leave I don't know I don't think I know anyone that's gone there and has stayed there for a prolonged period mm-hmm. of time yeah, it's interesting when people – I remember, like, when people would visit L.A., like, people don't understand. Or they're, like, they move and they've never been there and they they have no idea 
like what they're doing or people will come visit and like, I want to go here and then here and then here and then here. I'm like, no, that's like (laughs) going to five different states in one day. Like Mm -hmm. absolutely not, you know? And I think a lot of people, it's like, everybody wants to go to Hollywood and you're like, you don't want to hang out in Hollywood. (laughs) There's nothing to do in Hollywood. The last thing you want to do. (laughs) Like gross over there. You know, you want to like go to, I don't know, Santa Monica. Like it's just, people have very mixed perceptions. And I feel like, I feel like how, how movies portray California, like people who have never been here or or how movies portray LA is actually how like, I actually think it's more of like what San Diego is like like beachy mm-hmm. san diego is mm-hmm. more the vibe i feel like movies portray and you California. see all like the surfer bros going <laughs> to the beach yeah, yeah. very different yeah, than it's not like they're showing you LA. downtown la i'm like skid <laughs> row <laughs> yeah no. <laughs> no oh my god i've been chased by so many homeless people in downtown la like i have so many scary experiences honestly it's in san francisco and San Francisco. Oh, San Francisco oh, oh yeah. That's like, that's like a given yeah. if you go to San Francisco. Mm-hmm. I remember the first time I went to New York and I was like, it's so much cleaner here. I remember just thinking New York was so much cleaner. It's so, I lived in New York for a little bit and I was like, wait, why do people say it's like not safe and gross here? Cause it's like compared to like downtown LA or San Francisco, New York is like way nicer and has their shit together. Oh, wow. You guys yeah. ever been to Chicago? I have. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it's really clean. Chicago is super clean. Chicago is super clean. Yeah. It's like, I don't know. I really don't like San Francisco at all. I really don't like it. It's one of my least favorite cities in America. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Despite like going there all the time. I used to go to, when I was little and I, I did dance for like four or five years when I was very young. Um, elementary school and I we would drive to San Francisco every single day for practice oh my god every single day in San Francisco and and then after class I would go next door and I bought these chocolates with caramel inside they're really good so (laughs) 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 memories but yeah but I do think like when it comes to like podcasting for example I think it's a huge it was I'm I don't know anymore honestly because so many people are moving away and who knows what's going to happen with quarantine all this but it was a huge advantage to being there when I was starting because that's how I got so many big names on my show and people are much more likely to want to do it in person and I I mean I will drive if somebody's in driving distance which which to me I'm like two hours or less I would rather drive and do a podcast in person than do it on zoom in general, because it's just so much better in person. The energy is so much better. And one of the best things about podcasting, I was talking to Kaylee about this last night when she came over, she was like, podcasting is just great for networking. Like that's how I made so many of my friends. So like my network was built off podcasting. And it's like, if you want to get to know somebody, you invite them on your show. Like that's Mm -hmm. just how you get to know people. And then you become friends with them. And that's really how I built my whole network. And she was saying like, they've, they stopped doing their other podcast. And she was like, I realized without a podcast, I don't really have a, a way to network with people. She's like, I don't have an excuse to talk to people. So I'm going to start a new one, you know, but it really is a huge advantage. And then when you're in LA and you can reach out to people and you're like, Hey, like, uh, I'm in Santa Monica and they're like, Oh yeah, me too. People are much more likely to want to, to come. And I feel like you can make a bigger impression. I know for me, we talked about this before, like when I would have guests over, I'd always like give them a gift or make them 
cookies. Just, yeah. Make it a whole experience <laughs> to say thank you. And you don't, you don't get to have that type of connection yeah. on zoom. And also I feel like I have their full attention much more mm-hmm. so versus when people are on a zoom call, it's like, this really pisses me off when like we've blocked out 90 minutes. It's on the calendar. We said explicitly 90 minutes and they're like, I have to go in five minutes. And I'm like, we're 45 minutes in like, uh, that drives me crazy. Mm-hmm. And when somebody's with you in person, you have this, it's a time warp basically. And you kind of just lose time. And then I feel like the conversations are just so much better. The sound quality is so much better. Like would much prefer to do in person. And a lot of podcasters only do in person. Like they won't, they mm-hmm. won't do zoom because of the, the sound quality and just the way that people show up is so different. And how we were talking before about people get nervous sometimes when you're in person, you lose that so much more easily. I think, I think sometimes when people are still on the screen, I mean, you still lose it, right? You still lose that those nerves once you get into the conversation, but people are just so much more comfortable and they just really forget that they're even recording when you're in person, you're just like looking at them, talking to them. So there are just so many advantages to it. And I just met so many people in like in LA where it's just this hub and everybody knows each other. It's like this whole, like everybody knows each other, this big click. And you like go to one event and you know, a couple of people and they introduce you to this person. And then suddenly I'd leave an event and I'd have like 15 podcast guests lined up. I'm like, cool. (laughs) Just met all these people. Um, so it's very interesting. It's kind of like everybody who has, a, who had a podcast, especially when I was like building, it was just like everybody podcasters are, are very collaborative. Like they're mm-hmm. very collaborative. And for me, like seeing so much of the influencer space and how many influencers are just not the way they portray themselves, not all, but a lot of them were, especially in LA, there's just a lot of fakeness with podcasting much less. So like it is much harder to be inauthentic when you're having very long in-depth conversations. People really get to know you on a show and the way you talk and your energy and the way you show up. It's just a very different medium. It's much deeper connection. And so that's one of the things that I loved about it was I was meeting such cool people through that like podcasting circle in, in LA specifically, such cool people, really genuine people, like very authentic people. And then you have this conversation, you get in really deep and then suddenly you're like, yeah, we're friends now we're friends now. And it was, yeah. So there's a lot of value to that. Like that's, that's the piece of living there that one of the pieces that, that I do miss, you know, that type of community that you could create and it felt very authentic. And I think using different media platforms to build connections, it's really hard to build authentic ones in a lot of ways, because you look at somebody's Instagram page, you don't really know what they're about. Like you go on clubhouse. It's really interesting because there are just so many people pretending to be hot shots and you're like, who are you? Like mm-hmm. literally, who are you? You know, people, well, just, yeah. whatever. Any, that's the great thing platform. about it. Like a net, the great thing about a network too, is that, you know, people through people and there's this kind of trust amongst everyone yeah. that if your friend is going to introduce you to someone, they know that person. And therefore mm-hmm. you can probably trust that they're a good person or that they're authentic enough for your friend to introduce you to them. And so I do feel like that's something that's kind of lost over these just one-off zoom calls. You don't, you don't get to really like linger and get to know the person. It feels very transactional and very, mm-hmm. here's my yeah. 90, 60 to 90 mi- minutes of business with you. And then after that, we're going to part ways and maybe I'll email you again, but you don't have that excuse to sort of maintain the relationship because you're not seeing each other yeah. really outside of it. You're not running into each other. So 
Yeah, well, and that's the part I like is the the actual relationship that's built. And to your point, I think that's a good word. It can feel transactional. And it, like, let's say somebody cold pitches themselves, just like they cold pitch themselves. And then you set up an interview, you have your 60 minute interview, and then it's like done by that's it. It feel it very much feels like uh, uh, I don't like it. Right? <laughs> yeah. It just it does feel very transactional and like I'm like, did you just use me? Right. Or like it just feels like using or like I can never I can't imagine doing that like to someone else. I feel like if I'm on someone's show, I like very much know that and I try to like keep up with them and you know, obviously not aggressively, but it's like, okay, cool. You know me, I know you. Versus not having a cold pitch, like actually going through referral connection and like there's a lot of value as well in when you get on, let's say it's a zoom call. If you can't do in person, just that, that talk beforehand. And like, after you can, that's how I can tell if I'm, if I'm on an interview with somebody, I can like tell if we're going to keep being friends, continue to have a relationship based on, are they willing, interested in engaging in this conversation beforehand? Like they pretty much have to on some level, but (laughs) for some people you can tell, they just kind of end it pretty quickly. They're like, yeah, I live in Philadelphia. Like, cool let's get started and I'm just like <laughs> oh, okay. okay then that's how it's cool. like be. you're talking you're just talking like friends like you just you just vibe you hit it off right and then afterward you can tell if people are like the second you say thank you like thanks so much and you end it if they're like okay gotta gotta jump off you're like okay cool other people will kind of like you know talk a little bit with you after and so I mean it's not it's not that hard. And I think that a lot of people who podcast, because so many people have podcasts now, right? And so many people want to be guests and are guests. And it's these little shifts, these little things that make such a big difference. Like if you're going to do a show, I mean, so many people just don't maximize all of the benefits they could get out out of hosting a podcast or being a guest on it. And one of the biggest advantages is it helps you grow your network. There are so many opportunities. And so it's really, really powerful to continue some type of relationship with that person. It doesn't mean you have to be BFFs, right? But just like not just dropping them off and forgetting about them for forever. And it's that mutual support. It's that collaborative feeling. And that is what I think is missing for a lot of people. It doesn't always feel like a collaboration. And I always felt like in the in the crew with LA, like, like people who would come on the show and like, you know, just like, it felt like this whole network, everybody was super collaborative. Like people wanted to support each other, like random people would be like, Hey, this person was on my show. You should have them on. They'd be a great fit. Um, you know, it, it was just all of that. And that's why I started doing all this, right. That's why I started being the person that just would connect random people with, with guests, because I would have a guest on or meet someone. And then I'd be like, Oh, I have a friend with this podcast. You'd be <laughs> And I'd call them and I just started doing it because it's very much that collaborative feel. But then when you have somebody who feel, it feels very transactional, like what can I get out of this? You just don't get that vibe and your network can take you a long way. Like you never know who is going to think of you and present an opportunity for you later down the line. That could be really, really helpful. So yeah, I just think a lot of people don't fully take advantage of, of the magic of podcasting. Yeah, I agree with that. And I think like you said, and we've talked about this on countless other episodes, but just the community and the podcasting world is so much, typically so much deeper, at least in this space of personal development, health, wellness, fitness, um, than a lot of other platforms like Instagram. And I think of the typical 
influencer networking or networking, even just in Hollywood and film. I mean, my old boss was, she went to school for film, went out to LA to try to, you know, become famous. And she has some horror stories about how like none of those relationships were real. It was again, simply transactional. What, like, I'll be friends with you, but what are you going to do for me. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm only going to talk to you if I know that I'm getting something in return. And those at the end of the day are so draining and they're not going to take you a long way at all. Yeah. I mean, I, I studied film at UCLA and like, you know, towards the end, they're like very much setting everybody up with the next steps. And I'm over here like, I'm I'm not doing anything (laughs) after this. Um, so, but I'm like experiencing this whole thing and seeing how the net, how all of the networking comes into play. And I I had a couple classes where very specifically, it was very much meant to like bring people in from the film and television industry and like connect people. And just like, it was such weird energy. And I have so many friends who who are in film too. And then also I worked for this fashion PR company for a while when I was in college. And what it was, was essentially like, you know, we had all these beautiful designer dresses and celebrities would come in every day to use dresses and then they post about it. Right. So it's like getting the, the company PR. And so every day I was literally fitting all of these celebrities and like just the energy of that whole, like, it's just really interesting. The conversations you have with people, the way they interact, like the whole Hollywood scene is just very, very interesting. And it's very yeah. curated. I feel like the <laughs> interactions are curated. Yeah. Like there's a right I, thing to say, a right thing outliers, to do. You know? Yeah, but, th- this is true. Yeah. I just hope, I hope that world doesn't kind of like sneak into the podcasting world because you see everyone especially in that world starting to have podcasts now and mm-hmm. you started it's, it's just like ickier feeling and same with like instagram influencers all of them have like podcasts now and it's much more i've seen with some podcasts at least it's getting that vibe and i hope it doesn't like yeah invade and it, more it'll be interesting to see how covid affects all of this with you know are people just going to get comfortable with these and I think like, I mean, we're all virtual We're I mean, I'm in a different location than you guys, but, um, again, we work together, so we know each other on a deeper level, but will this move to virtual and zoom calls stick around in the podcasting space? Is it going to have a longer lasting impact, especially because there's so many people getting into it now. And that's just what they're used to from the get-go. I'm curious how the landscape is going to change once we kind of come I back think, to the real world. And I think people are always going to want to do it in person as much as they can. I think because anybody who podcasts understands how different it is when it's in person. Yeah. Like yeah, the quality is just unbeatable. Yeah. And there's something about like, especially for people who are like celebrities, right. They like only want to do it in person. Um, <laughs> but yeah. A lot of podcast hosts are like complaining about this. So like, God damn it. This person like just started a podcast yesterday and like, <laughs> right. and it's like, yeah. they're already famous and now they're already have all these reviews. You've got your platform. Yeah. Get out of here. But it's interesting because I feel like that allows you to see much more of like the the person behind the scenes. And most people like they have all these favorite people and they don't know anything about them. All they know yeah, are I the characters hear you. they play and the pictures they post. I want to hear you say a full sentence that's not scripted, <laughs> hopefully. Yeah. Like, have I ever heard you actually speak your own words? I, probably not. Yeah. Um, yeah. Or thing. like even just being on radio or TV is so, so different, like that type of interview, which we've talked about before. But yeah, it's interesting. I mean, a lot of it, I don't know. I really hope a lot of it stays as authentic as possible, but I think we're at a time like 
energetically where things that are not authentic are going to fall apart. Like they are, mm-hmm. there's only so like, it, it can't hold on for a long time. So I'm not worried about it, but like, I do miss, I feel like with a lot of platforms, it's lost that community feel like this YouTube. is why yeah. Instagram really, I have a struggle with it. Like, yeah. Um, and yeah, like YouTube, it's just a lot of these things where when they started, like it was the community piece that was so great about it. And now you very much lose it. Cause it just feels like there are so many people. Um, and it, you know, it's up to the creator really to, to facilitate that as much as possible. But then there's also just the issue of like, <clears throat> it's hard to find people, you know, the, the algorithms all messed up. I was talking to somebody the other day and she was just like, yeah, I mean, they've like, just, dis- they've kind of destroyed the platform because your feed is so messed up. You can't even find people anymore. And if people don't feel like they can really connect to the people they want to, they want to pay attention to, then why are they even on there? Right. You know? And they're starting to find new places, you know, like yeah. TikTok, Clubhouse, they're moving away from Instagram and the older because they messed up, like they fucked it up too much. Now yeah. people want to be on it. It's like a toxic place. It's not fun to be on anymore. Okay. TikTok is like wild to me. It reminds <laughs> Christina me of- just delved into this world very recently. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what the hell I'm doing on there, but I just post videos. Like I just, yeah. It's but. Fun. I don't, I like, don't understand. I'm like, is this like Instagram where you're supposed to reply to comments? Like, this is weird. I just feel like so many spammers. You know what it feels like? It feels like MySpace. Like it literally feels like MySpace. Very similar vibe. (laughs) It's like a very similar vibe. It's it's like, I don't know. It's like, it feels more authentic than others currently right now, which is a nice like break because it does feel Mm -hmm. more authentic with some platforms. And I guess it all obviously depends on the algorithm and the feed that you're getting curated, Mm -hmm. but it's nice to see that it's not as like restrictive. And I feel like it's more promoting, like people see your stuff more, especially Mm -hmm. um, like once you have like comments and all of that and get really get going. And I feel like it's more collaborative currently than the other places are. I will say it's very interesting though, to see like a girl who does three body rolls on a camera and then has 3 million <laughs> followers. And I'm like, wild. this is the last 12 year old in a crop top. I want to see for seven <laughs> days. Like, can I not, once I look at it for two seconds, the algorithm's like, oh, that's what you want to see. Right. Yeah. And I'm like, not really. I was just a little shocked. Like, can we, <laughs> I can't, I don't understand the algorithm. Up I, algorithm. Think, I think my, I think what part of why I just can't, the TikTok thing is weird to me is because my feed is so weird. Like, I don't think it's caught on to anything I like. I'm like, what is any of this? Like, but I have found some really great dancers on there. Um, yeah. That's some interesting. Really great yeah. Cause uh, mine must be curated now. Cause I never see dance TikToks anymore. Oh, I'm that really? means you've made never, it. Never, never see it. That means you've made is it. it. My... Oh man. <laughs> I just love like, like mine's just now it's just like humor stuff. And it is like mm. millennials now. Like I don't see a lot of younger kids or like young dancing TikToks ever where I used to in the beginning. I'd be like, what, the, what is this? I don't understand. Why is this popular? I, <laughs> Does your mom I... know you're doing this? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> One night I like was, I don't know why this came up, but I got addicted to watching failed proposal TikToks. And so now my whole is real. The nerve to post that after you've broken someone's heart by rejecting them. I mean, a <laughs> bunch of them. No, no, no. It was by the, the rejected who posted it, I believe. Oh. But I think, you know, half of them, you're like, this was planned. Like this was planned. That's what, yeah, you don't know. There was this one. Okay, there's this one where this guy, he... 
he cut open an avocado and he put the ring inside this avocado and then he gave the avocado to to his uh girlfriend and he was like here's your avocado um oh and then he super glued it shut okay so he glued it shut and he gives it he's like do you want this he's like you should cut it open she was like so basically instead of the pit there was the ring and she was like okay and you can tell she's like super into health and stuff and she and then she goes over to the sink and she's like trying to open it and she she like she cuts it open she opens it and the ring falls down into the sink oh no she's like what was that he was like (laughs) (laughs) no one should propose via food it's just a bad idea a plus for innovation but i don't know about the execution (laughs) Wait, wait what why is it a bad idea kelly I feel like it's like I you could swallow it like you go down a sink that was my thought I'm like this could end one of two ways she's just gonna straight up eat it (laughs) but like what's romantic about a ring being in your food (laughs) like I just wanted to go to the fridge you really caught me off guard I think it can I think it can be done tastefully how How? no pun intended (laughs) (laughs) no like it needs to be something where you have to open it first like not something where you could accidentally eat it you know, like, or if it's like a box of chocolates or like where it's placed on the food or like, you know, when people put it, don't people, some people put it in their champagne and I'm like, that's "That's what I was going to say. Don't people put it in the wine glasses? Like, yeah, let me just cutely pull this out of my mouth and then my saliva ridden ring on my finger. I feel like there's a movie. What's the movie where she eats something and she's like, yeah, it's in her mouth. God, this is gonna piss me off. Uh, that, that sounds familiar. I'm not sure though. Oh man, I gotta figure this out. I'm we'll post in the show notes. <laughs> uh, yeah. What is this movie? Do you know what I'm talking about? She eats. It's like a. It like sounds a, like a classic '90s rom com. I don't know. It really does. It, I think it's something. I, it's something on Disney Channel or like Freeform. It's something like that. Um, <laughs> it would be. Oh freeform. man, this is really gonna piss me off. Okay, I'm gonna have to look this up later. But <laughs> anyway, moral of the story make real connections like let's bring it mm-hmm. back guys but I, you know mm-hmm. what i think the other thing is there's just so many people now who are using these platforms for inauthentic reasons so then that just kind of affects the frequency of the entire the entire platform yeah. itself right when people like literally just like they want to be famous and like that's mm-hmm. why they're posting anything like that just affects yeah, the show whole up energy. authentically in your business, and it's going to go way farther than it would if you're just coming into it for the wrong reason. So, yeah, 100. I'm sure it'll, Christina it'll can attest to this. Yeah, yes. it, it will crumble. I've seen it so with so many people. I've seen it with so many clients. Like they do not build with the right intentions, and sometimes it means it never really takes off, or sometimes it means it gets really big and then it blows up in their face. Um, but it's all about all about energy you know so that's why you know I think a lot of people get into comparisonitis with business and following and all of that and it's like don't you, you don't know you never know what people are going through like you never know what's actually going on behind the scenes um so just gotta stay in your, eh, I don't want to say that just focus on your own happiness your own energy right and being mm-hmm. authentic where wherever you're showing up and you'll notice a big difference in the quality of people that come into your field, much, much different quality of person, like real, real connections. And two real connections will take you much further in your business than a hundred fake ones. So Mm -hmm. yep. Keep that in mind. (laughs) All right. Well, thanks for tuning in guys. Share this episode. If you enjoyed it, 
leave a rating and review on iTunes uh, with a genuine comment if you want to show some support. If you enjoy this, we would really appreciate it. And uh, we'll talk to you next episode. Bye. Bye. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode. Don't forget, if you want to get booked on amazing podcasts, or if you're a podcast host and you want to get connected with some incredible guests, head over to thepodcastconnector.com to learn more about our service. If you enjoyed the show, be sure to leave a rating and a review on iTunes. It truly means the world to us. And extra points if you take a screenshot and tag us on social media so that we can see that you're listening. Thanks again for tuning in. Have an amazing rest of your day, and we will chat with you again next episode.